I think it's going to rain and it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. I just saw part of that picture because your head was in the way. And I thought, how'd you get a picture of me back there? Mom. (laughs) (laughs) It's a picture of me. I know, but I'm telling you, there's certain times that I can see myself in all three of you guys. Mm. I think that's the point. I'm sure your dad says the same thing. I hope not. He see himself. (laughs) You said you hope not? Yeah, I always said that I look like my dad. And it's weird to say that I look like a dude. No. You guys look like me. It's just that me and your dad are so different. And you guys are a mixture, of course, but I think you guys got the best of me. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hi, Mia. Hi. Thank you for joining today via Zoom, because I'm super behind on all of my recordings. And Yeah, it's okay, though. (laughs) Figure this out. But did you have a chance to listen back to Jake's episodes? Yes, I was listening to it on the way back home from work too so okay so you're all cut up sort of okay. <laughs> uh where'd you leave off well right now I was just listening to when he was saying how when we ask for something he's or maybe I should say he still believes in the divine and he's leaving room for the divine huh. so when we ask for stuff that when we ask God for something and I just at the point where I was saying well I don't necessarily ask I'm not asking God, I'm asking the baby. So yeah, yeah. But they're together, but it's it's the baby that I ask to help me do something or to get me through something or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of nothing else, it's my connection. And even though I have my parents, I feel like my connection with her is so strong. And if anybody's gonna be right next to God, it's gonna be her. Mm. She had no time on this earth to do anything that is going to prevent her from going to heaven so talk about an interesting conversation no <laughs> uh, yeah no very it, interesting it was very interesting with him and with steve and with your brother and yeah so let's dive right into this one so i found it very interesting that he hasn't listened to any of the episodes yeah and to his point i think part of that is because he doesn't like to hear all the bad stuff, like the gore, the right, you know. And anytime bad. I, yeah, anytime I have like, I read a bad article, you know, he's like, I don't want to hear that, you know. I'll tell him, listen to what happened to this, right? All about the drama, and he doesn't like to hear about bad things. So I think that's part of it. But oh, um, that's true. Because you guys talked about that, huh? He doesn't like listening to the news. He doesn't like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, I respect that. And, but sometimes I can't help myself when I just tell him all the bad things. And he's like, I always tell you, please don't tell me these things, but I do it anyway. So I'm sure he'll listen, but you know, on his own time, but he did listen back to his own episodes. And let me say, I had started saying that he is the funniest person I know. And so to get him to laugh was kind of a big deal. And I don't know if I made him laugh on the recording itself, but when he listened back to part one, he was laughing when you were like, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he laughed when I said it. So he oh, laughed when he- 
But when he listened back to it, he was cracking up. I was watching him listen back to it. So it was really funny to see that. But it's super true. Like when, if and when we have kids, it's definitely gonna be interesting to get you out of the house versus coming to see us. So, Oh, goodness. So mission accomplished that I was able to get him to laugh. Again, not on the recording itself, but. Yes, I think he chose to ignore some stuff. Yeah. when we were recording but now listening to it I guess he has to he has to actually pay attention to what was being said but yeah. that's true I think even you know with me you know sometimes I say things and then I don't even remember I said it but I listened to it and I'm going oh my gosh did I really say that okay yeah yeah and there's mm-hmm. some of those moments too where I listen back and I'm like oh gotta cut that I probably should have said that yeah anyway so He's the youngest of three. So that our dynamic is really interesting. Our dynamic is like, I do feel like we often compete for something uh, uh-huh. our, and it's our way, right? It's we, we yeah. often compete for our way and definitely get into arguments about that. But I think that's just the baby in us. We, we're the youngest and want our way. So it was interesting to hear that he can admit that I can get my way over his. It shows how much he cares. So So we talked to Uncle Jake about his loyalty and he'd die for his family, kill for his family and this sort of theme of being safe around him. And I don't know if it's just a size thing. Clearly he's a really, I I shared some photos on social media of me and him together. He's 6'3", 250 pounds. I'm 5'3", not going to say my weight, but like he towers over me. That was probably one of the reasons why like I felt comfortable with him initially was because he does give me that makes me feel safe. He does make me feel safe. Uh-huh. He's so big and he's, he's loyal and he's, he protects his family. And I saw that from the beginning. I saw that when we first met, I was like, Ooh, this is, this is my kind of guy, you know? <laughs> I feel that way about Steve too. Just the the fact that I feel like I don't have to worry about my safety. I know that it has a lot to do with the law enforcement side in him, but I, but that's just, I think that's the way he is anyway. And yeah. as far as I feel like he would die for me if he had to. Yeah. And, and it's really important to have somebody like that around. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. having mom in the back and in, in the behind the scenes, um, hiding the bodies. <laughs> I know how it works. That's not a joke, people. That's not a joke. (laughs) A conversation with Uncle Jake. He he shared a lot about himself that I was surprised he shared. Sort of about his him growing up, his home life, his childhood, being a rebellious soul, and you know, I appreciated that he could he could be honest about those things because it does show you like where people have come from to where they are today, you know, how far they've come, how they've been able to take their experiences and just morph it into being better, being a better person, changing who they are, you know, learning from their experiences. So I appreciate, I appreciated him for sharing that. There's so many people that use it as an excuse to like give up on abuse, drinking or drugs or something like that. But because Steve has gone through a whole lot. I know he didn't share a whole mess except for the, you know, the little Susie girl thing. But <laughs> you just can't get over Susie, can you? <laughs> I can't like 
I can't see him doing that. He seems like, to me, he's always been like this, like, you know, always on the up and up to mm-hmm. try to, to date somebody by trying to, you know, lie about it. Cause that's what it is. <laughs> making up a story. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> you're, you're not going to let him live that down. No, I keep reminding <laughs> But then I keep rem- I keep forgetting her name. Susie, that's funny. But uh, talk about making shit up. I thought it was interesting that he recognized that. You know, your memory sucks through grief. Yeah, that's a that's big true. thing. Your memory sort of fades, and one of the reasons why I really wanted to do this is to capture memories how I remember them now because I'm gonna forget later, and right. that's a that's a a true fear as well about memories with the baby. Like I know I'm not getting any younger, but you know, I want to capture these things so that down the road I can listen back and go, Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That happened or whatever. And so the fact that he said that some of his memories are manufactured, it explains like so many things through grief and why I've been forgetful or why, you know, certain days like I don't remember certain things but then you bring something up I'm like oh yeah you know so grief yeah, can do that to you I know he didn't mention that as part of grief but that's what it is that's what it is, yeah. is getting these having these memories that don't sort of add up it's very true and for me I mean I'm so grateful that we took so many pictures so many yeah. videos have so many recordings of her voice and yeah. If I feel like, because I think at one point I was afraid that I was going to start forgetting her mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. but these things are helping me to not, because that made me so, I want to say depressed, just thinking mm-hmm. that, would that ever be like, that I just wouldn't remember? Yeah. But but like I said, the videos help the, you know, watching, listening to her laugh you know, on some of these and even her little voice on the podcast is just a constant reminder that I'm not going to forget that. I still hear it all the time. So. Mm-hmm. So I found it interesting that he said that my feelings were so big. I wonder if that's like a woman thing or if that's just a me thing that my feelings were so big. Do you remember him saying that? He was like, I had asked him, you know, how I was dealing with the news about cancer and he just said your feelings were just so big and then he he needed to feel like he was the strong one because I was so overt about my feelings yeah I don't know how we cannot feel it so big because we're not talking about you know my grandmother and my mother getting sick with cancer we were talking about a child four years old with it so I it was overwhelming it just didn't make and then when we hear the stories about, you know, the kids that are even younger than that, not even a year old or just over a year old being diagnosed with cancer, it's like, how, how does that happen? They didn't even get a chance to be in like, because you think sometimes it might be environmental. What the hell would they weren't in mucky muck? You know what I mean? How yeah. the hell did they get that? Yeah, but I mean, I think about on the other side, so if we can sort of reflect on Chris and Anna. Anna was a teenager. Yeah. So you get that knowing someone for a long time, that doesn't change anything. Age doesn't change anything, right? Like the age of it, it's still our children 
yes. regardless of age. But I do understand the, the delicacy of someone that hasn't experienced life yet at all versus perhaps someone, a seven-year-old, a 15-year-old that has had some, some experience, not a ton, but it's, still, not, it's not enough. No matter what, it's not enough time. It's not enough time, regardless of age. It's never going to yeah. be enough time to be with someone and then have them so taken away from you so tragically. Like age does not matter. No, when it comes to your child, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. I do feel like maybe the military helped him to be able to navigate our relationship a bit. As as he had mentioned, my feelings were so overt and us being able to make decisions with, you know, because I'm coming from such an emotional place and recognizing that he can deal with my emotions as difficult as it was, because I know it wasn't easy, but he did it in more of like a strategic sense because of his military background, you know, like in, in times of crisis. He's able to assess the situation and be able to make sound decisions given what's been going on. So I don't know if that helped or <laughs> I'm hoping it did, but it almost felt like he got it, even though in the middle of it, and he had said this too, in the middle of it, it's not this clear. It's not this clear. We struggled. We talked about going to therapy. We talked about having to see someone for help because in the middle of it, it's not clear, but looking back on it is a time that we can go, okay, okay you know, reflect on that experience, learn from it and grow from it. Mm -hmm. so, but you talk about, you know, the militaristic sort of mentality too, in the work you do. Do you think that that's what helped Steve or you in any way on this journey? Because you guys have the law enforcement background. So I don't know that it helped me. Maybe Steve, because of the type of work that I do, I didn't have to go through like boot camp or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to have a supervisor that, you know, basically made decisions for me and I had to just obey. The type of training that we get is more of a, you know, handle the situation and then afterwards you can talk about it, you know, debrief and you're going to be, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I think dealing with situations that they've had to, that they've had to prepare for, I'm sure has helped them you know, navigate through this with us. Mm -hmm. But no, that's uncharted territory for me. And it, every single thing that happened all the time when I was working, it happened to somebody else, not to me. Yeah. So all of a sudden now it's happening to us, to this family. And it was you no know, unbelievable for me. Unlike this, this can't be happening. This is, this is not what's supposed to happen to this family. We're good people and it doesn't happen to good people. It actually, it does. Yeah, totally. One of the things he said too, that there's a couple people that mentioned this, that we have talked to, you know, like they never thought that their child or even ours wouldn't make it until the day that they died. There I yeah. am using the D word. You know, I, I talk about this and I've talked about this with him and he was like, I know where you were in that mental state, you know, cause I had never wanted to get my hopes up for fear of being let down. But I do live with some level of regret that maybe like, because I thought that way, that I was sort of putting it into the universe that she didn't. Like there's some level of responsibility that I have thinking that and thinking that she didn't survive because of me. Well, that's, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. And, and why I'd never really talked about it before. I think the first time I had talked about it was with Steve because he admitted to it and I wanted him to understand that he wasn't alone in that. But 
I do feel like had I not thought that way, maybe she would have survived. Maybe if I didn't have those negative feelings, maybe she would have survived. But I, I live with that. I know it's unrealistic to think that, but I do live with that. Yeah. And I don't know how to take that away from anybody for sure, because it is, uh, if I only, if I would have, it's always yeah. like, we always think that way. Yeah. So that one's, that one was tough for me. I mean, I know that he mentioned, you know, having the other mindset, the more positive mindset, help balance and ensure that we were balanced as a couple. But, you know, I was, I was in such a dark place. And I remember, I remember a lot of the darkness and just going, you know, I know like, it's almost like panic. It was almost just like an anxiety of, yeah, but we don't know this for sure. We don't know this for sure. There's like, I know you have to test after some time. That scan anxiety, scan, scan, scan anxiety that people talk so much about that shit is real. It is like, and it's not just like those that have hope in a clear scan. It's also those that are fearing the reality of this might not be clear. This might be a relapse. This might be this, this might be that it's on both sides of that spectrum. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. I mean, to hear it back to you that, that he didn't think that was hard and that I did. Yeah. When I'm like so close to what's going on and I still didn't feel comfortable. I still didn't have any level of security of what was going on, but it was insightful to hear him say that, you know, he thought that if we both thought the same way that it probably our relationship wouldn't have survived. Wow. But clearly I married him for a reason. I mean, <laughs> He was throughout this whole thing. I mean, he's smart. He kind of went off on a few tangents, but I think that was instigated by me just because I know he can speak so thoroughly about some of these things. Mm-hmm. And because his viewpoint is so much different than mine, I, I wanted people to understand that, like, I have people in my life that think similarly to me. And I have people in my life that I love and care about that don't. And that's okay. Like, I'm not, again, here to judge. We're not here to judge if you are super into one thing versus another. That's not what this is. I just don't, I'm going to reiterate this over and over again. It's just not something that I've accepted into my life right now because I can't explain some of the whys. I can't, I don't have, there's no reasoning behind some of the stuff. And that's what I I need to, to find. And if that means me dying to find those answers, then so be it. But I have a hard time with accepting that it was in God's plan. I have a hard time accepting a lot of what the pushy religious viewpoints that I've received about this whole journey has really pushed me into a place where I'm like not really open to that side of the house, but I've shared that over and over again. But anyway, he did share about similar to what Steve said about not knowing if at times I was mad at him or just mad at the situation. That's a lot. That's because it's hard to even separate that. I was mad. I was just angry. So at vision at the world at God. I was. I mean, I still feel like I have that. I'm still angry because we didn't get the, we didn't get the results we wanted. Yeah. I didn't get the results I was praying for. So. And this was a point in the conversation that I kind of broke down a little bit because I didn't. Again, as he said, in the moment, that stuff isn't really clear. That stuff isn't really like he told me he would disengage. He would say, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense for me to continue this conversation because 
you know, you're really upset. And then I just get more upset. Right. But he would just walk, he would just like disengage. He gives me, he said he would give me grace in that moment to be mad and he wouldn't lash out at me. And like, it's amazing that he was able to take that for so long because it was three and a half years of I'm sure just absolute torture. I was not a good wife in that sense of communication of giving him sometimes the benefit of the doubt because I'm so mad at just the situation and it's not his fault. I know none of it was his fault. Sure. He might've not done the dishes, but I didn't have to lash out at him, you know, in the manner in which I did. And I know I wasn't kind. I know I was just so mad. Like you had said, just so mad at things, but understanding the impact of it, but him just being so kind to me to disengage is like such a gift. And again, I don't, I don't know what I did to deserve this person, but it's such a gift. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to hear. Like I didn't, I, I kind of expected it, but I, I almost like regretted having him on to give you guys some insight into who is, who I am as a person. (laughs) Yeah, but I I'm think, laughing uncomfortably. No, it it I guess what I want people to know is that the anger is normal. If you don't have that anger, it's okay too. I don't know if that just means acceptance. I don't know what that means, but I know for me the anger is real and it's not I don't know that anybody can say anything that's gonna make it okay because the baby is still gone. So mm-hmm. I don't know what, what will make that go away. I, when I was talking to my sister this weekend, I, I told her, I feel like I lost the joy in my life. And it's not like don't bring me joy, but sometimes I feel like, you know, the belief that everything's going to be okay is gone. The, The just like sometimes just taking a breath and just like, feeling glad that you're alive is gone I just don't know how to get that back anymore I mean I hope I can let that go that anger go one day but I just there's always the yeah (laughs) not today finders right now it's the holidays so it's still what we're missing yeah and we'll I want to end today's episode talking about sort of the holidays and the holiday season so we'll get back to that I want to finish up sort of our assessment of talking to Jake. You know, there were a lot of things that we had talked about that were points in our life where we were very low, very dark places. And I can't remember how or how I asked this or how we got into it, but I was like, oh, he was talking about like I was in such a sunken place sometimes there was no there was no opportunity to console me. And I don't know the difference between grief and depression. Right. Like, I probably want to talk to somebody and figure that out because to me, they're very similar. Yeah. To me, they're the symptoms of what grief, what I encounter with grief are very much indicative of depression. Yeah. Are they one and the same? Like, I'd really like to talk to a professional and get some like clear definition of, for they're probably like, dependent or they're probably like intersegmental in some degree, but I do feel like a lot of what he had said he had witnessed in me was depression, tons of depression. Yeah. 
which I never sought like professional help for, which I probably should have. But hearing that about yourself is tough. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think we decided to focus seeking professional help for grieving. Yeah. But in essence, I think that's part of it is the depression of and anger is part of depression, they say, right? Is it? I don't know. I think so. I've heard people say that anger is another form of depression. There you go. I'm depressed as shit. So he had said that I was a different person pre and post diagnosis. I mean, how I, I guess I want to say like naturally, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like you're not the same person as you were before. And a lot of my grief pages talk about this a lot because it's almost like an unrealistic expectation for me to be the same person when this trauma has occurred and I'm a different person all around because of it. Right. It was, why is the sun coming out to now being like the sun's out? I can appreciate the sun. Hey, little mama, can you see the sun with me? You know, Mm -hmm. it's come from such a different place from the, where I originally started from to today is very different. And it's not, call it healing. I won't call it healing because I don't think I'll ever be healed, but whatever it is, it's this transition from the world is ending to, I can be in this world. I can be angry being in this world. I can be angry that the world is unjust, but I can still be here and try to do things to honor my loved one. Yeah. So it's just good yeah. place if you can get there. It's, yeah. I, I see other people are doing it. So I know we can get there. It's just getting there. It's just where, figuring. Where are you at in it? Do you feel similarly to me or do you kind of still feel? Well, um, to be honest, I think there's certain times of the year that I just feel like there's nothing that's going to give get me over this. There's just not. I won't go to work. I won't. And because I'm retired and can pick and choose my hours, I can pick a month that I don't want to go. And it's just it's too hard. It's too hard to deal with other people's problems when I, I haven't finished being angry about mine. Mm-hmm. And it's not really like other people can understand unless you've lost your child you will not be able to understand how sad I am how mad I am how it's just and it's too bad too bad for you gonna have to work over because I won't work it sorry yeah I have that choice I mean I wish things were different but I wish she was still alive and nothing's going to change that. So, yeah. What did you think about Jake's take on religion? Um, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> times, well, because it's, because I've heard him say different things at different times. And I think it's true for everybody. I think there are times that I feel like he might be an atheist and there are other times <laughs> I'm saying, he believes in the divine. He leaves room for the divine. So it's okay. There's certain days I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know where I'm at in my religion. Yeah. The, the yeah. times that I feel like I'm certainly crying because I don't have the relationship I used to have or that I thought I had with God. So I thought we were tight. I thought we were closer than that. Mm-hmm. I thought he would get, give me whatever I wanted. I thought he had my back. And so I, some days I feel like, yeah, no, I, I don't know that I believe 
but most of the time now I'm more to, okay, so it didn't work out the way I wanted, but it doesn't mean that he's not there. Mm. It doesn't mean that he wasn't a part of all. It is very confusing, but I understand because it's just, it just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the people that never waver from it. And like I said, I'm jealous of people that can still have this strong faith. And I've heard it a couple of times with the, some of the, our people that have lost children. And so I'm still amazed that they still believe in all of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that that wasn't easy, you know, but their faith has probably kept them. I don't know how to say that, you know, their strength. I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if I've ever understood it. I grew up Catholic. I went to a private school for crying out loud. So Catholicism was it for me, but it, it does seem like there might be more to this world. Um, we talked about aliens. We talked about no. <laughs> UFOs and ghosts. I found it very interesting, his take on these things. And so funny story, um, and I'll talk shit because he's not listening to this one yet. But when he talks about these sort of extraterrestrial, like he's he's really into like physics and stuff. And when uh-huh. he starts talking about these things, I just get, I just tune out. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunity to sort of express some of this like alternate universe thinking. I was like, oh, where are we going to go with this? But I left it enough so you guys can understand, you know, my husband a little bit more, Uncle Jake a little bit more in his thinking and that he's open to things. He's open to understanding different worlds and UFOs. And I found it interesting, his thought on mediums, though, that some of them could be true and real, but some of them might just be taking advantage, which we know to be true, right? Because you don't, if you don't get the validation you're looking for, obviously that's like, you took my money, give it back. You know, you want a refund for that shit. But Mm -hmm. I think his questions into mediums is super valid that I didn't really even think of before. It was like, well, if you have this ability to talk to people on the other side or to see what's like in heaven, you know, why don't you ask these more important details? One of, and then it broke my heart when he was like, why don't you just tell me what the cure for cancer is, right? Like if you know, if you're all knowing or if you're in a space with someone that's all knowing, give us the important answer. Stop giving me like, yeah, I moved this penny for you today. You know, like that's so low on the importance level that it, it doesn't make any sense. Right. But, but I mean, I never thought that way. I never thought that that was even an option, but I appreciate his mindset. I appreciate his intelligence and his his exploration of these things. Right. <laughs> Me, I'm just not interested. <laughs> yeah. It's a capacity to talk about some of that shit. Yeah. Some of the things I think, I mean, it seems like the world is changing. Before it used to be, yeah, no way. But now we're talking about aliens. We're talking about mediums. Yeah. We're in a different age period because it's it's all this information that's out there that we have access to so quickly on our phones and that's true so yeah I mean I I appreciate his perspective I appreciate that he's willing to explore those things I appreciate that he's open to talking about those things because you know Mm -hmm. some people they don't want to admit that these things might exist or you know like their existence of these things right Um, but it does play into like how he thinks how he views religion and how he or where he thinks the baby might be and right. so, I mean, it just gives you an, 
alternative perspective on this thing we call life and what might happen afterward. And I don't know. I just, it's different. (laughs) It's different, but it's okay. I mean, we won't know until we're gone. And if we still have the capacity to understand and realize, and then we'll know. But if not, we don't. (laughs) Let me tell you. If there's an opportunity where I go before you, mom, I'm coming back and I'm answering some of these things. Okay. Okay. But that's not going to happen. I'll give you signs. We'll make like a, a mediums like dictionary. I know they have those where they like see yeah. symbols, signs, symbols, whatever. I'm going to create my own and I'm going to bring them symbols and it's going to be already translated because I'll know what the dictionary is. Yeah, we should do that because I, <laughs> oh, it's so funny because I follow a couple of people on TikTok. Okay. And one medium that said he had a little 30 second blurb of like, maybe it's not even 30 seconds. And maybe it's like a 10 second thing was he's looking up and he's going, I wonder what this sign means. This is a new sign. This is what happens when I get a new sign. I wonder what that means. Uh-huh. My understanding is that that's how they get their messages is by right. you know, some signs and or they're supposed to interpret the signs. Yeah. So how they start interpreting them is beyond me I don't know I know yeah. for me, one thing would mean one something like that one time that there was a reading and they were talking about boxes yeah. and they're saying something yeah these boxes are gifts for you guys and these boxes these boxes and I'm thinking what the heck are you talking about boxes that doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. And, and you came up with it's Minecraft and I'm like oh my gosh that's her favorite game. That's what that's what they did all the time is build buildings with boxes. Their characters are made of boxes. The trees are made of boxes. Oh my gosh, why didn't that make sense to me? Because that was, I mean, I even have a tattoo of one of the characters. It's a boxy wolf. It's a wolfie from a Minecraft. Wolf. Yeah, so to sort of explain that a little bit further. So mom's talking about a, a medium. I forget which one you went to. This is one of the odd ones, I think they had communicated, like she said, all these boxes. And so I want to say that we're also thinking like, maybe it had to do with someone who's handy and they created boxes like, like a carpenter or like a a woodworker, right? That would. Yeah. So, and he was like that. He was my dad. Uh, I feel like we were trying to make it fit there with, oh yeah. You know, he, he made these little things out of wood and whatever we have another relative that does it too works yeah Mm -hmm. but it was interesting because afterwards you sort of like start to make try to make sense of it well why would they say boxes that's not really like a connection a strong connection to them like why would they say boxes and then all of a sudden it was like oh my god the baby would like before she died there's the d word again she would play minecraft if you're not familiar with minecraft it's like a it's a weird game where you can build things you can build your community, but there are predators, you know, there's pigs and wolves, but they're all in the shape of boxes. Like they're built uh-huh. boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, mom, well, that's a greater connection than someone, one of our relatives trying to make boxes. Right, but so PM saw boxes as gifts because that's power gifts come in boxes. Mm-hmm. So make the connection, these boxes you know, with Minecraft. So it's how they receive their messages are 
symbols that are supposed to mean something, but that didn't mean to him the same thing it means to us. That's right. And it didn't, it didn't mean anything to us until you mentioned Minecraft. And all of a sudden it was, why didn't we see that from the get-go? Yeah. 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 One of these days I told him I was going to lasso him into believing the medium. So one of these days we're going to Mom, we're going to get a medium and we're going to make sure Jake's there so he can ask them all these great questions he has for mediums because, like he said, they have a fiber optic cable to the heavens. We need to make sure that they answer Jake's questions. Yeah, that's going to be, that's gonna be uh, an assignment for us is to go out and do something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to sort of end this one with a couple of things. I just recently posted, and this is going to come out afterward, for Giving Tuesday... I'm encouraging you folks to, and this was actually an idea that Roxanne shared, which I thought was brilliant, to go give platelets for Giving Tuesday. Go give blood, go give platelets, because we had shared in Jake's episode how impactful that is for people, not just like the emotional part of my husband um, giving his platelets to the baby, but also mom's story of meeting somebody in the donation room who had their child's life saved because of a donor. So reiterate, like my husband gave the baby life. I do think they were special platelets that helped her be strong during that time. And so for this Giving Tuesday, go out, go donate blood, go donate platelets if you can. It really does help save lives. I wanted to end this mom about the holidays. You know, we just did Thanksgiving and Mm. Halloween. Halloween just ended recently. What are your thoughts about the holidays this year, six years later? So it's still rough. I don't know how to find, I think I already mentioned this, that when I was talking to my sisters, like I, it's hard for me to find the joy in all this again. And it used to bring us so much joy because Mm -hmm. kids were so excited and it's just, there's so many other things that have happened in the family and it's just, it's just hard to to see where this is supposed to be like, I mean, what are we supposed to learn from all this? I mean, the worst thing that could have happened to us was watch this child suffer and die. So what more? What, 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 I don't understand why we're still going through stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it just feels like it's never ending. There's always mm-hmm. something else that's happening, not directly, you know, but still directly because it's still part of the family. But at the same time, it's, I mean, I still, I'm buying gifts for the kids and that brings me some joy because it, I hope that the, it makes them happy. It still makes me happy to see them smile, to, see, to hear them laugh, but I still miss the baby. I still miss that laugh. And I'm looking at all the kids that were, I mean, they're growing up so fast. It's just, everybody's getting old and mm-hmm it's just it's it's hard to see that all the things that we used to do before they've missed out on because Mm -hmm. we're not we're not celebrating anymore COVID's not helping I'm hearing that it's getting worse again so I don't know gonna have a Christmas yeah I don't even (sighs) know I I hope they don't start closing down borders but they started you know with the travel bans right now right Mm mm-hmm certain areas don't come into the United States right now. Where was it? Some places shut down right now. They're not letting people in or out. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch the news. Oh, (laughs) 
but yeah, it's hard. It's hard because you do have to, you have to protect the people you, you know, but at the same time, you're, I feel like COVID in itself is, is like depressing. Yeah. I mean, people's mental health, mental Mm -hmm. state right now, it's tough. And I mean, there's a lot of people going through stuff with COVID, their families, you know, being affected by COVID. It's a lot to be separated from family, especially during the holidays, because that's when you get together, yes. you know, you spend the most time with each other. Let's quickly talk about the Halloween. So Halloween, I traveled to visit some friends out of state. It gave me an excuse to get away from Halloween, though they have kids and we, they still went trick-or-treating and stuff, but it's really hard for me for Halloween to do stuff and that's still six years later like it's really painful it's really Mm -hmm. really painful to watch the little girls come to your trick-or-treating to your house in little princess outfits because it's constant reminder of the baby and you know her being so young and so you don't do anything for Halloween either right no I don't pass out candies I don't do anything so I don't know is that just an American thing I know um the day of the dead is the next day in Mexico I don't know other people celebrate it the way that we do here in the United States. I think some do. Can't verify that at the moment, but I'm pretty sure they do. But like, don't be surprised if like the holidays are like that too for you. Like, don't be surprised. It's, it's, we still struggle with the very simplest of things sometimes. Um, Halloween, Halloween is definitely one that I try to avoid at all costs. Like it's just triggering and I'm not ready to process that information yet or process that day. Yeah. I remember we like bags and bags and bags of candy. I think I used to spend almost like two to $300 worth of candies. We had so many people that were coming down this neighborhood. It almost was like Disneyland. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. little by little, people just stopped stop i don't even know why i know why we stopped but the mm-hmm. whole neighborhood stopped. fortunately it almost feels like we started the process of like we don't have to i just turn off the lights i don't have to i don't have no. to give up yeah there was one year that my husband and i just came into the back room into our bedroom and just watched a movie and turned the mm-hmm. lights off and just came back here just to distract ourselves from the day distract ourselves from the event because it is difficult to to sit through you know with the constant reminder of your loved one being gone but it is it is watching the little ones you do see the age that she was you do see the age that she would have been all these because people come from you know tiny little ones to in carriages you know what I mean Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. walking around with their little tiny ones to teenagers coming around so it's rough it really is because you do look at you know, you see the joy in their face or you see, you know, little things that remind you of your, your loved one. So yeah. it's hard see the people that were like in their class. I'm sure they yeah. would have been uh, knocking on doors, but I just, I just can't, I just can't. And then, so it's October, we've got Halloween. And then in America, we have Thanksgiving in November. Mm-hmm. So we just, finish celebrating Thanksgiving how is that for you what do you do I mean I still like because we make turkey and uh, all the fixings that go with the turkey the corn the cornbread the mashed potatoes the pumpkin pie I think is you know just our staple the mac and cheese that mm-hmm. <laughs> he's having a hard time with because my sister makes it a certain way nobody gets it right but I just feel like it's I mean we still 
we still got together but like I said my even my sister's going through some stuff and it's just so hard because of everything that's going on and she so she understands me but mm-hmm. at the same time she's got her own stuff going on so it's not because of the baby it's because of everything else that's going on and the baby yeah 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 it's just I don't know so Thanksgiving is usually a time we get together and you know when the baby was sick or even before the baby was sick we would always just get together and do the large feast with everybody and when she was sick uh, Jake had talked about us going to the hospital to bring her Thanksgiving meal, which was an interesting story that one year that she ended up in the hospital for Thanksgiving and we had nothing prepared. We had been living the holidays like day to day by day because we were unsure of where she would be if we could get together because of her, her immune system was compromised. So that particular Thanksgiving, I want to reflect on that a little bit because that was super cool. Like To say that that event was super cool is very tragic because we ended up in the hospital. She ended up in the hospital, but we brought Thanksgiving to her and it was a miracle. It was a Thanksgiving miracle. Is that like religious? I think so. But it was weird how it worked out that day because I tried doing this this year too. We went the day after Thanksgiving and they're out of turkeys, all together, out of turkeys. But I had gone years before on that day because they always have them on sale during that time period mm-hmm. on that day it seems like they get rid of all of their turkeys on yeah. Thanksgiving day they are no longer selling any turkeys and the ones that they had the day before Thanksgiving were frozen yeah so you can't cook it you have to wait till it defrosts before you can cook it right so there was no chance that year when we decided Today, we're going to find her a turkey because today is Thanksgiving. There was no way we were going to find one. I just knew we weren't. It was impossible because all the stores like that morning, they just deliver. They just get the meals that everyone's prepaid, pick up same day and they go and they have it. But we We had called calling, not driving around calling. And they were saying, no, we don't have any. No, we don't have any until we hit one. That happened to be right down the street from where I was living. And we had said, hey, you know, I know it's ridiculous that we're even asking, but do you have any pre-made turkeys? Because they do like at the grocery store, they do the whole feast for you. They give you a couple sides. They do the turkey. They, and all you have to do is basically warm it up. Right. Or not, yeah, that's it. Yeah. They have it all ready for you. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how we found one, but we found someone that basically canceled their order last minute, which I don't know is a good or bad thing. Like how sad for that family that had to cancel it last minute, whether or not they could afford it or something happened to it, you know, like where they had somebody in the hospital and they were just unable to do that. But we got lucky and we got a turkey and it was like amazing. And I went, like, I had to buy a potato masher that day. I remember buying it and going, Oh my God, I have to make mashed potatoes. I've never made mashed potatoes before. And that sort of kicked off the tradition because the baby loved mashed potatoes. That was her yeah. favorite. Her favorite like dish was mashed potatoes. Anywhere we went, we would go to Disneyland. We'd have to find the place that had mashed potatoes. So we ended up just warming everything up and bringing her Thanksgiving to the hospital. But we still made some homemade things, but it was like 
a rush to get it, but we got it. We got it done. And that was so, that was so big for us. That was so big to be able to bring it to the hospital for her. And, you know, we brought little sh- uh, champagne shoots and put some apple cider in it. And she was super yeah. fancy in the hospital. <laughs> mm-hmm. She loved it. She loved uh, it. She loved I much. loved it. I loved it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I it worked out. That for us. Yeah. For us, I feel like we were giving them a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. So Thanksgiving is, is really an emotional time for us too, because we can, we remember all the times we spent in the hospital, especially this one, you know, having to bring Thanksgiving to her, but, you know, missing out on her during this time, you know, we sit around and this holiday is, you're supposed to reflect and be grateful for what you have. And I know this time is so hard for, for people who have lost a loved one, period. It doesn't matter if they're a child or not a mom, a grandmother, whoever they are to you trying to be grateful through grief is so hard. It's so, so hard. But what I've learned is you can be grateful and angry. Yes. It's okay. I, I mean, I posted about that recently. Like it just is what it is. I can be grateful that I still have my mom. I can still be grateful that I still have my family, my husband, you know, all these great things. I still have a roof over my head. I can be grateful for those things, but I can also still be really fucking pissed off that I don't have my niece here, that she was taken from me by this horrible disease. And, you know, it was torturous for her upon exit, you know, like it's just, I can't, I'm not going to try to shake those feelings because that just is what it is. Like I want to be grateful. I want to be grateful, but I can also be mad and it is what it is. Exactly. But we dealt with Thanksgiving this year, similarly to how we do every year. We just kind of do it and we try to say what we're grateful for and, you know, we just spend time with each other, but there's definitely a missing piece. We recognize that there's a huge hole in our hearts during this time yes. of gratitude, but then we get kick off into Christmas time. How are you feeling about Christmas coming up, which so is a very Christ- religious day? Christmas? It's, it's just, yes, but it's all, <laughs> what do they call it? Just like a- culture? Well, no, it's just a, like everybody says, just a reason to buy gifts and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's what? Yeah. And that's okay. I, I find joy in buying stuff. I do retail therapy, so it kind of helps my, my, my problem a little bit. So it's okay. Again, it enhances your problem, your shopping problem. It brings me joy to see, you know, little faces that are like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, they see something that they really like, or mm. even if something dumb, it's just, you know, sometimes the kids, they just give you the best feeling in the world when they're just so happy because they get something, you know? So I enjoy that still. And this time period is for that. I think if I didn't have any money to do that for someone, then maybe I would feel different, but I don't enjoy it. Like I used to, it yeah. doesn't have the religious aspect like I used to feel before, but I, I think I lost that even before the baby got sick. I just mm-hmm. feel more like it's about spending time with family. It's about making our, our kids happy. And even that right now with COVID is kind of, you know, went to the wayside, but I still, what I did, you know, last year is deliver the gifts 
or had them mailed directly to them so that, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't get to see them. So that changed yeah. it a little bit because I didn't get to see them opening the gifts. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully this year, at least we can do a little something maybe just with the immediate family. I just don't know. I don't know with, with everything, with the new variant. I don't know what they're going to do. But I mean, I know we can do whatever we want, but I also don't want to make somebody else sick and I don't want to get sick and right you know right, right. it's hard to call it yeah there, are, there are so many rewarding things out there during this time that doesn't have to be so much about capitalism but about supporting families and stuff that are might be in hospitals we know what it's like to be in the hospital during this time you know for surgery and relapse and whatnot and there are a couple of organizations out there that have been putting care packages together for parents and families who are in hospitals. So on this Giving Tuesday, please consider, you know, some of that. And if you can help support some of those organizations, I think I posted one about collecting blankets for the kids in the hospital, because the stuff that the hospital gives you isn't always the best stuff. Yes. Um, anything like that, you know, if you can help just one family out there, I'm sure they'll They'll appreciate it. So get out there and, and support other people, other families during this time, if you can for this giving Tuesday, but I wanted to just wrap this one up. I think we're at a, a good time here and just, you know, we're heading into the holidays and just do what feels right to you. It's your first one. If you've done this for 10 years already, you've kind of figured it out, you know, share what you've done, share what you've done, post on our sites, you know, what works for you because it might work for somebody else. What we do is what we do because we just don't know any better. And, you know, if you do the same thing, great. And if you don't, that's cool too. You know, this is just, we're sharing what our experience, because we just don't want you to think you're alone in some of these things. So I'm just going to repeat it again. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay not to celebrate it. Don't let anybody force you to do anything that you're not ready to do. And it's okay to celebrate it also. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be happy if you're ready to do that. And sometimes you know, in the same minute, you'll have seconds of being super sad and seconds of being super happy. That's just, right. an, that's just how grief is. It's just crazy. So, yeah. And this is such a sensitive time where we try to be with family and, and try to put on a brave face, but it's okay if you don't have a brave face, but surround yourself with people that will accept you for not having a brave face. You know, this time could be so, so sensitive. And I feel like it's mo it's really important during this time to surround yourself with people that will support you during this time because it's it's hard enough as it is and to add any level of you know setback for you is just unnecessary so you know we're here we're support you and let you know that you're not alone in your feelings of discomfort or sadness but like we we've been we continue to do this too we continue to struggle through the holidays but we just want wish you a wonderful holiday season as we enter to christmas be safe out there and just wanted to reiterate that i appreciate mom you so much in this time of gratitude my husband and my family and thank you all and i think that's it all right hey, mom i'll talk to you later love you catch you on the next one bye, bye. Hey, cool kid. love you